Hi guys, this is Keeping It Real with Bridget O'Neill here, the story behind the storytellers. I interview the biggest, best storytellers who also partner as hosts, comedians, and writers. You know when you hear a five-minute story on the moth and you think, hmm, I wonder what happened to them since? How has it changed them or affected their life? Who is this person on a daily basis? Well, I'll help you uncover those questions and we'll have fun along the way, I promise. Dave Hill is a comedian, actor, and writer, a musician. Uh, He's known for, you would probably have seen him in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, and Inside Amy Schumer, and a ton of other things. You're just going to have to check him out yourself, Dave Hill. We're we're all hurtling towards death, and you should do exactly what you want all the time. (laughs) That's how I feel. That's how I I always feel like there's a deadline. I'm like, I have so much I have to do. I know you do. So let me ask you, because I've got a couple of questions here. I was thinking before you came All over, right. is um, so Are we basically- podding, ca- podcasting yet? What? We're podcasting? Yeah. Starting now? Yeah. Oh, you'll dip in and out with action music, probably. <laughs> Whatever you do. Can you give me some know. pointers? Um, I don't I'm the worst. Like, seriously. So I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. The goddamn- the goddamn Dave Hill show. Yes. Right? So that's the radio show. Yes, but it's over. Is it over? And then you have the uh, podcasting incident. Mm-hmm. That's Which is a podcast. I, yeah, and I did that before. What happened is I, I sort of casually had Dave Hill's podcasting incident, and then that was pretty much and still is me just hanging out with someone in my apartment talking I saw that. when I After I just wikied that you do it in your apartment, I'm like, I should have just went over to your apartment. You totally could have. I, like, I didn't know that that's where you did it. I thought oh, you, yeah. I thought you like had some like major studio no, set up or something. No, I'm far too lazy. I totally would have done, done that, and you wouldn't have had to walk your dog. Your dog's not over here, is it? No, she's back home. Okay. Sleeping, hopefully. Okay. Um, no, so that's I, still going, right? That podcast well, is still I going. Well, I stopped. When I started the radio show, I was like, oh, I'll just do both. But then within, like, very quickly, I stopped doing that. Doing the podcast. Doing the podcast. Because the radio show is taking up so much time and energy. Because it was three hours once a week, which is exhausting to talk out your butt for three hours and take phone calls. And My favorite is the uh, Cleveland blotter. Oh, thanks. That's my absolute favorite part. Yeah, that was... I. I actually sold, I did a pilot for True TV, sort of inspired by oh. that. Yeah, but it, it didn't make it past uh, That's a shame. the Vimeo, <laughs> the private Vimeo li- link. <laughs> Pretty much everything I do makes it that far. Yeah. Uh, in television, anyway. I do I do like one or two pilots a year, and no one ever yeah, sees them. Yeah, you had that, remind me, you had the real estate one in Miami or something. Well, that was that was aired. That was on TV. That was King Yeah, that Miami. made a couple of, couple of uh, episodes, right? No, that did a whole season. A whole season? Yeah. See, I do yeah. my homework. Yeah, it was on Hulu until recently, and then someone told me it's not there anymore. Okay. So I think it's on iTunes still, but... No, but that that's the only of my shows that was my show I've since done many like pilots and presentation yeah. pilots for networks and they never get picked up. Fuck. I'm like one of those I'm the my worst nightmare. Actually not at all really, but it's why I tour so much, why I write books and why I make albums and stuff is 
and why podcast is because those are all creative endeavors that I can do and no one's going to be like, mm, no, no one's going to yeah. be like, mm, we're not going to put that out. We're not going to. That's true. They could. They the could. Books, they could. The books they could, but come on. Genius. Oh, um, so, no. Uh, they, they could. They could not put the books out. Right. But so far, I'm a third one out in the fall. And uh, I, a third I've, fooled, one. I've fooled the publishing world three times. I can't believe it. I know. The, your third book. I was looking at that again, and I was like, oh, it's a second. I'm like, no, it's his third. But, your yeah, first one was Tasteful Nudes Tasteful was the Nudes. first one. Yep. And then I did Dave Hill Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which came out. Which I love. Thank you. It came out three years ago, and this one will be out in October. What's it called? Parking the Moose. It's about Canada. Are you from Canada? No, my grandfather was. So it's me exploring my Canadian roots. I spent two years traveling through all of Canada. Really? Uh, Not all at once. I wish I could have done that, but my dog and the rest of my life wouldn't allow for that. But I spent two years kind of just getting on planes and going to wherever I could Mm -hmm. in Canada. I would have kept going to more places, but at one point my publisher was like, we're not paying for this anymore. No, they they were just like, they were paying for everything, which is great. Um, But they, you know, I wanted to go to like the Yukon and Nunavut, if I'm saying that right. And like, I basically went, those, I didn't go there. I didn't go, those two, the Northwest Territories or Prince Edward Island. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to New Brunswick. Prince Edward Islands has the oysters. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Are you an oyster eater, partaker? Totally. You are? Okay. Yeah. I'd get oysters with you if that's where this is headed. <laughs> I totally would. I didn't offend you yet. You know, <laughs> and you once. didn't know. <laughs> I love I love getting oysters. I, I love getting oysters more than I actually like oysters because um, I feel like when you're eating oysters, it means that you're relaxing and having fun with your friends. You know, like or you, you don't, have, and you have to pair it with a nice wine. Yeah, unless you do it with beer. I do it with uh, everything. all the above. Yeah, I mean, I'll do it. I'll do it because if I'm eating oysters, I'm done. I'm not going back to working on anything. No, I'm probably having treat. some drinks. Yeah, I'm not yeah. like eating oysters. It means you're while, happy while, for about an hour at least. Here, Dave, I've known you for a while, not well. I'm not going to lie. But ever since I met you, I was like, how does he do it? Like, I'm being sincere. I'm not like, how do you do it? Like, people <laughs> say, God, you know, I wish I was someone like Dave Hill. Like, God. Not, no, and, 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 and hear me out. It's a nightmare. And I'll tell you, like, people say, you know, it must be nice not having a job. And I was like, do you have any idea how much work he probably does? First of all, this was like when when people would say this, not just you, Dave, a lot of when people say this about anyone that that has a crazy life like you and even Selena Kopic, I asked her, how do you do all of this is people say, oh, it must be nice. What's nice about self-promoting at the very beginning before you have any agent, anyone like you are literally self-promoting all the time. I went to art school and I said to myself, I feel like being an artist is like nine percent art. And then what would that be? Eighty two percent promoting promotion like it's so much work so that's my that's one of my major questions to you and this has been a question I've wanted to ask you for years is how do you literally manage all of it so you're constantly you're in I'm just going to name all of this and I'll fix all this later Dave um Valley Lodge you were in another band with Moby 
Uh, that's you, over. But, that's yeah. over. But I'm just talking about all of these things that you've done. It's not just like one thing. Like you're a musician, you're a comedian, you're a podcaster, radio, etc. I hate podcasting, by the way. I find this to be very tedious yeah. and a lot of work. It can be, I yeah. I really hate it. I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, so tell me the trajectory of like how you started and how much work you put in and now with all of these things that you have done because you have quite a huge resume and what you're doing now, how do you literally manage all of this? Like do I, you have a crazy ADD? Like where do you start? Where do you end? Yeah, I think I think I just like there's to a fault maybe. I just like doing different things, you know, and I'm I also am like easily led you know if if you and I were hanging out and you were like let's let's um do like make a puppet show or something mm -hmm. I would be like okay let's do it you know without thinking about the time management or anything no I mean it's stupid stoked. I ha eventually you know I can't do everything that seems like, are you like tired? a good idea yeah but <laughs> I would be really tired sometimes the only thing sometimes but you know, like the beginning of the year, I was super busy and and getting on planes like ev literally every week. Oh my god! And, uh, going to Canada or just going to Canada? I did a movie. I did a TV show, and uh, I went to England. You know, I was kind of going all over the place and do, uh, doing everything. <laughs> no, no, I was doing stand up in England. Okay. And uh, and I. And I did a movie in Rochester. I was at Sundance, and uh, I was just kind of doing a bit of a, and finished writing my book and and all these things. And I was getting like, I was like, oh man, I can't wait until I felt like I was like kind of, you know, white knuckling it mm -hmm. the whole time. Like, oh, and then I was like, I can't wait until like there's like a little break and I'm in New York for at least a couple weeks. Jesus. And then I got home. And I was home for like four days, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" Bored? What? No, I'm never ever. <laughs> I honestly, the only time I'm ever bored is like, I hate planes. Yeah, um, which isn't I, that's not like a unique perspective, but I I can't because yeah. I can't sleep, and I'm also kind of in a stupor just from like being like, Ugh. Mm -hmm. so I and I can't so I can't read or watch movies too well unless you it's, can't read on the plane. I can read a little bit, but I get kind of like sleepy, but not sleepy enough to actually sleep. Fall asleep, I hate that. And then the only time I can watch movies is if like I'm flying to like Australia or something, right. where there it's so long. You're like, okay, I live on this plane. Ugh. And so, I actually watched Godfather one and two last time I went to Australia. No, the time before that. I'd never seen either one, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, I totally get why everyone says these movies are so good." And it made I me go, seen them "Yeah, well, you Just watch pieces. them," and I was like, "Oh, wow, these are great movies." <laughs> but no, uh, no, I just like doing stuff, and I wish I just wanted to, you know, because I love doing stand up, and I love using it as a means to meet people and see the world, you know, because my whole thing really is to, I just want to hang out with people and see yeah. the world and stuff and playing and doing stand up and playing in bands is a way to be like go to places that I would never go on vacation like so true like this year ahead of me and I'm not sure what I'll be able to do 
yet with given other things, but you know, I'm supposed to go to like Poland for the first time, Hungary yeah, for the first time, and India for the first time. And that's like super exciting. India? The, yeah, I'm supposed Have to you play. Been? I've never been there. I'd like yeah. to go. I mean, I'm supposed to go to um, play in my friend Shanali's band, Tigers and Monkeys. Nice. I've been sitting in with them. and uh, But I'm also like, so it's exciting, the possibility of it. But also, like, at the same time, all I want to do is hang out and eat oysters and talk about our <laughs> puppet show. And, and walk, walk your dog. My, yeah, those are truly, like, I love doing all things, but I, I, I don't like doing anything at the same time. I'm not a big tweeter. I'm not a big tweeter, but well, I literally I saw anymore. that you got kicked off of Twitter. Permanently. Like, is this true? Yes, it's true. For busting on Trump. No, I got permanently banned from Twitter. How does he, again, going back to America, being really uptight. That's insane. That's well, censorship. I, you know, I talked to my manager about it, and she was saying that she thinks that because people are saying about Twitter, like, oh, you're just silencing conservative voices. She thinks that they're targeting liberal voices now as just to be like, no, look, we we got rid of Dave Hill. We got rid of whoever else. How do you get rid of people? Like, that's... But I, I got banned for... I would tweet at Trump and his supporters would insult me, mm -hmm. make death threats, death threats, hom make homophobic comic comments, transphobic mm -hmm. comments because of the way of I dress and things. Not today, but in general. <laughs> you look all man today, I Dave. I look pretty manly. But like, when you have the pocket square, people do question. Yeah, velvet and scarves and stuff. <laughs> uh, some people jump to the whatever conclusions. But... Uh, so I responded to that with mother jokes that like a fifth grader would make. Yeah. You know Joe? Who's Joe? Joe Mama. Yeah. Right? Well, mine were a bit that. more vulgar than that. But <laughs> I, the, the, the reasons. Like what? Like. The one, one of the ones that they cited for why I am permanently banned from Twitter is. Is pornographic? No. I didn't even use profanity. I mean, I would use words like. Vul vulgar words, but like someone called a Trump supporter called me an idiot in response to something I had said to Trump, a reply to his tweets rather, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. and uh, I they called me an idiot, so I said I'm not an idiot, but I am stupid for your mom's butthole. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like you're crazy for her butthole, yeah? Or you're like okay, yeah, and um, and that's the kind of stuff I was saying. That got me permanently banned <laughs> from Twitter. Like the dumbest stuff in the world. Intentionally so. All right. Can I just read the first paragraph to your statement? Sure. Katie? As you may or may not have heard, I, Dave Hill, National Treasure, have been permanently banned from Twitter, the popular social pl platform, as a result of letting a select several hundred Trump supporters know that I was totally porking their mothers, always consensually, and when the cash was right, in the butt. <laughs> Do I, should I go on? Do you like this? You can. The majority of the time, there would be pizza ordered afterwards, which was paid for by the mother in question, or in some cases, that woman's husband, which is to say the Trump supporter's father, just as soon as he got done filming me and his wife doing the unthinkable, sometimes three or four times a night, and then a few times more 
after we'd get out of the van and went back inside to watch. I'm going to finish it to watch a movie or something. The way I see it, I did that in my Dave Hill voice. If you drive all the way to the mall, it's just plain stupid to hang out in the parking lot the whole time. Also, there's pretty good in the, f- in the food court there, which gives me and the lucky lady and dad the opportunity to order food from three totally different places if we feel like it. Thank you. There we go. It goes on. <laughs> did I do a good impression? You did. I think That's that was the solid. stuff. Yeah. That is the stuff. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm banned. Maybe they'll let me back. I don't know. That's I don't, crazy. I don't think I've ever heard anything like this, like being censored and banned. For being from, silly. For being silly. They said it was abusive behavior. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, and I've appealed it twice, and they've come back and said no. Is that your biggest outlet? Do you mostly use, like, social outlets? Is that your biggest? Is Twitter? I don't know. I, I don't think. I or mean, is it Instagram? Or... It's hard to know, Real. I mean, I had, like, 55,000-plus followers there. Jesus. And then on Facebook, I guess... I have between friends and followers like eleven thousand or something, and uh, Instagram is like almost twelve thousand. But like, it's hard to even know because the algorithms are so. Who knows who's seeing what? And mm-hmm. I don't think that Twitter is effective in the way that it was years ago. Like it used to be, I think a great way to get the word out. But now it's like, are people That's even crazy. seeing this? But I. I think it's bullshit. That's the only thing. It bothers me not to have the platform to be like, you know, hey, Pittsburgh, there's a few tickets left for the show tonight. Come on out. And maybe someone sees that and comes out. So it's a bummer not to have that. Uh, But But you'll be okay. uh, Otherwise, I don't care. You know, I don't think uh, that it matters. And, you know, I talk to most people have been like, you're a hero. You're a legend. Their words, not mine. I'm... What do you love the best? Stand-up, podcasting, the radio? Um, I Well, I music. like... I mean, I think everyone's dream is to be a rock star. So you already have that. So for me, I would that say would that, that ex- would be my favorite. That would be a very generous description of Will you get up on stage career. and you sing and you play guitar? Yeah. That's everyone's dream. No, I feel lucky and I feel lucky also like to still be able to do it not that I you know but to have like outlets for it that are and be able to sort of the irony of like when I was younger I was like I want to be in a, I want to play Madison Square Garden and then it was only once in the like sort Billy of, Joel like Billy Joel Billy I wanted to be Bill, but <laughs> like it was only once I was like I give up on my musical dream I I've I've done thinking that's anything's going to come of that. Right. Most people do. Yeah, which I didn't generally don't make a habit of giving up on. I don't I don't think that way really. Yeah. Not like I though I I I think it's I think dream I don't really have dreams really in a way like there's things that I would like to do. I'm doing all the things I want to do. Yeah. But I would like to do more like I you know I'm I've been doing a little more acting lately, and like, I'm like, oh, that's really fun. Like but serious acting? No, I mean, I would like to, but I have, really? I have. I think that would scare the shit out of me. It would be fun, but I, I'm generally asked to just do comedies. Yeah. But, um, it's, but it's, I think it's, just, uh, but I, you know, then I, you know, I, I did this movie. I'm in three movies right now. 
You're allowed to say? Obsc- yeah, of course. They're all out. Oh, okay. I'm in a movie called Boy Band. And ah! I'm in a movie called <laughs> oh, yeah. Carmine Street Guitars, which is sort of a... I'm like the worst interviewer. I should know, th- I should know this. I'll put this in a separate... It's okay. Boy Band. And yeah, it's me and, and Steve Agee and Seth Herzog. Yeah, yeah. I saw the Dave coming Grubel attractions. Allen. Yeah. And... Uh, and Jordan Carlos and was that fun? Of, it was super fun. Yeah, it was super fun, and I feel like I learned a lot. And it was also like I was on a roll that quickly ground to a halt after because I had just done, I think, the first episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt that I had done. I did end up doing. Yeah, I saw you in that. That, that. was pretty funny. I've kind of like I think I saw you the in, in the one where you were in a grocery store. Yeah, I'm sort of quick uh, appearances in that show, but I did that. And then I did um, this movie, and I learned a lot. Like, because I don't know, I'm you know I don't know anything about acting really. No, <laughs> like, I don't. I don't have any. I mean, I've taken some classes, but I quit them because people would cry all the time, <laughs> and so I was like, I can't <laughs> be around this. To but, me, I feel like it's the most awkward thing on the planet. On the planet is to act. Like I've done improv, and then a friend of mine. I said to him, I'll sit in for his reading. He has a film mm-hmm. coming out. So I sat in for the reading thinking, like, I can do this. And then I sat down, and I was so intimidated by everyone there. And I was like, it was, this is the most awkward thing I've ever done. Like, it's just not in my gene. I can't Yeah. Do it. I'm the same way. Like, in a way, like, I, the idea of performing in, in any way really is totally, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do that. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. It's talking about, like, how busy you are. In jo- have you ever had a common man day job? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've had a few walking dogs. No, I would. I mean, I I thought about becoming a dog walker at one point, but never actually pursued it. I haven't had any, uh, like a non uh, show. I've not since. I think the last thing I did is I was a bartender in like 2006. Oh my god! So Um, you went to Fordham. What'd you go to school for? I ended up majoring in American studies. Okay. Like, did you know coming out, like, I just wanted, I just wanted to perform anyway, so I'll just kind of do this and then see what happens? Yeah. Did you have, like, a, a plan B? I, my, well, I always wanted to be an artist, like a, a visual artist. Like, okay. I, I wanted to be. Like a painter? No, like an illustrator. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, like, I could do illustrations and magazines and books and things. Yeah. But. I thought well, I wanted to be like a rock star, right? But I thought my plan B would be the equally probably hard, or not not as hard, but uh, of being a like a commercial artist, and Got then it. and then you know, but I could I wasn't allowed to go to art school. I couldn't. I had to go to a Catholic college, basically. Okay. My parents were like, "If we pay for your," I mean, I'm lucky. That yeah. my parents were like, you know, I I come from a state, you know, was a lucky kid, yeah, not loaded, but I, you know, my parents paid for college. I know that's not that's great. common. So, but they were like, we'll only pay if you go to Catholic school. So all me, my siblings and I all went to, but at the time there were not. Were you an altar boy? Yeah. I um the reason I, I'm gonna steer it back to, to storytelling is because totally. I, I could have sworn I heard I'm, you could tell do my homework I'm like the worst interview I'm like could have I'm the worst sworn years I like, ago I that I, I heard you on This American Life 
talking mm-hmm. about your father or your mother, and I know there was a priest in it. Yeah. And I think hockey was in it. That's another thing I know about Dave Hill is I know that he loves hockey. Mm-hmm. I think that he gets that from his Canadian gene. This is true. So I, what was that story about? Because I really, I found it really endearing. I think um, I come from very Irish, Catholic, blue-collar family. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, I think that's where I get some of my grounding and some of my craziness from. Yeah, but, Irish, um, Catholic. I was just having... Thing. It's I uh, I was I did Joseph Arthur's podcast I show saw yesterday. That. The musician, right? Yeah, I love that guy. And he was we were talking about these things, and I was like, he was telling me these mantras and stuff, and I was like, that's awesome, but good luck getting it to work on an Irish Catholic, because it's all about like uh, personal forgiveness and all these things that yeah. That well, we we always sin, I guess. I guess yeah. like as Catholics, like I'm always asking for forgiveness. In fact, I was just talking about I was at my parents' house in Pennsylvania over the weekend, and Mom's like, "You don't even go to church anymore." And she's like, "Do you even know your prayers?" And I said, um, "Let's see if I can do it." How Mary, fully grace, Lord, with the blessed earth out, one woman, just as fruit, right with Jesus, holy Mary, mother God, pray for sinners now the hour of death. Amen. Like really quick, and then mm-hmm. our Father, and she's like, "Wow!" Like it's just. Like the pledge allegiance, right? It's just it's totally yeah. there. And I said, and why were you sending me to confession when I was fucking six or seven? Mm-hmm. Like, dear father, for I've sinned. It's been a week since my last confession. I yelled at my mom, and then I have to take it, say an act of contrition. Like that at that age, what what would I be confessing? Oh yeah, it's no, absurd. I think uh, fuck all that. I honestly, I like, know. And beyond uncomfortable, that's what would make me sweat was confessions. Oh that yeah, stuff. and the idea, yeah, it's, and I didn't all do of this absolutely horrible. I'm not <laughs> condemning every ass. Every, well, I, let me say, I am condemning the church entirely, but <laughs> I do think there are many wonderful Catholics out in the world. But of course, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things before you, you know. That, yeah, that, I think that stuff's insane. That a kid should be yeah. made, but it it is ingrained. But now, I I meditate, and then sometimes, because I do, I God, people listen to this probably be like, that guy's such an ass. The two but people listening. The two million That's listeners. <laughs> but I do transcendental meditation, but you're only supposed to do it <sighs> twice a week, what twice is that? a day rather. It's a whole thing with okay. a mantra and like. You do it twice a day for 20 minutes. Can you minutes. pick a different mantra every day, like however no. you're feeling? You get oh. one secret mantra for life. For really? really? Yeah. Okay. And I can't tell you. But I just feel like I've meditated a little bit just for fun. And like they'll say, pick a mantra. And I'll just say, that particular day, I might need a lot of strength to get through yeah. something. So I'll just go strength, strength. And then the next day, would change it to like forgiveness. Because we're talking about forgiveness. Yeah. Um, I think, well, there's obviously there's it. many millions. There's... So many different forms of meditation, but with that particular one, you did you, you and you Joseph Author do a little meditation together? N- we kind of did, yeah, we, yeah, we did. We, d- but he's a he's a uh, cosmic guy, so I think we're gonna hang out and I'll learn some more things from him. But but what I was gonna say is now, you know, I use the Catholic prayers as because essentially they're the repetition exactly. is meditation, so. I have those, and I use those as meditation. Not when I'm doing transcendental meditation, but mm-hmm. when I wake up in the middle of the night. Yes. And I need something. And a cold sweat. Yeah, and a cold sweat and anxiety. Like, yeah. what? Where's the money coming from? What? Yeah. The, what am I doing? How am I not going to be homeless when I'm 75? <laughs> the things that I worry about at 4 a.m. Yeah. No, that's when I do it. 
It just yeah. like like that quickly too. Maybe a little bit slower, but that and our father, I just know. And then she kept asking me other questions. Do you know this? I'm like, let's let's cut it there. Mm -hmm. Those who just know like the pledge of allegiance. It's just like yeah. part of it's just part of me now. We're closing. We're, We're closing. Let's wrap up. I should probably tell everyone go on YouTube and search baby goats. Baby goats. And just watch baby goats videos. Yeah. And, and uh let, let just and remind yourself that there's beauty and joy and love and happiness in the world. Okay. I and think then, that's a good then, mantra. Yeah, and then So go. I think your your mantra might be baby goats, baby goats. I baby do goats. love baby I mean I went to You I went was to goat in, yoga? No, I would. <laughs> I did go my my girlfriend and I were in Victoria, British Columbia last summer and she saw Research for the book? Yeah. And uh she saw a listing for like a baby goat parade or like the marching of the running of the goats or something. Running of the goats. And it was at like a petting Sounds zoo. Sounds very threatening. Well, it was like a petting zoo. There, there's like a petting zoo of baby goats. I think goats of all ages, but a lot of baby goats. And then they transfer them from the where the people can hang out with them to where they, you know, kind of just goaded up the rest of the time. Right, poop and eat. So, yeah, so we went... And it, everyone in the place is just there with children. Of course. And except for me and my girlfriend. And we <laughs> go to the goat place, and it's just like baby goats are jumping on us. That's and so awesome. It was like, and like they're eating my hair. <laughs> and, the, and like the kids are getting super jealous <laughs> because they don't have the composure. Because a baby goat's not going to put up with a four or five year old for very long because. The kid just starts acting like an idiot, and the baby goes like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> but a grown man, who is also an animal whisperer, I can sit there, and the goats are like, "Okay, we're down with this guy," and the kids get jealous. Right. And I'm like, "Screw you, kids." Yeah, it's like the dad that hates the fucking cat and ignores it, and the cat loves the dad. Yeah. And like you're trying to like love it and pet on it, it's like, Meh. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. But I love the goats. I One day, goats. I would love to live somewhere where I could have a goat. Or yeah. a lot of goats. Thank you. Thank you for coming, Dave. I had a lovely time. All right. And you look radiant. I love your thank yellow sweater. You. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. And a special thank you to Dan Walnicki, our audio engineer, and Jared Bruder, designer and founder of the Dandy Group, who designed our logo. See you next time.